Welcome to the After Hour Sessions podcast. This is your host, D-Rock. And today I'm excited because it's always great to meet a fellow brethren who loves the world of mixed wrestling, the world of getting dominated by the opposite sex. It's always fun to talk to someone. And this podcast has been great that, you know, if you listened, I've talked about how for so long I never could find another person who was in the, a fan or has a passion for this. And this podcast has introduced me to so many other cool guys who do have a passion. So it's that's been one of the blessings. So it's a bonus that he also has a really cool clip store that has great work and great content. So that's been fun too. But I'm pleased and proud to have the hood man on the show today. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. Um, going, went to the gym, relaxing, slight day, slight week with work, but, uh, She's going pretty well. I'm ready for November shooting time. I'm probably shooting a lot in November for some new content for that. Clips for sale, Hoodman's hijinks. I love alliteration. You're, you're going to actually see how this connects in almost over everything we talk about. Okay. My alliteration love is ridiculous. Like, I, I can't That's awesome. That's <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, so I got some new stuff coming soon. Um, some familiar faces and some new faces, but... Um, Either way, it's me getting my ass kicked, pretty much. And now, do you want to keep it a surprise, or do you want to tease a little bit of who you got coming up? Or oh, okay. Um, I'm really hoping one. One is a hopeful. We'll see how it works. One is a hopeful tapered again. We 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 shoot great stuff. Shoot. Tapered physique, okay. Tapered physique. Talk about amazing lady. Got made it easy. So easy to work with in every way. Like phenomenal lady. Like easy. Like kind lady. I left my water bottle even. She left it, uh, you know, got me able to get it back pretty quickly. So <laughs> really, really easy person. Like, I got it back the next day. No problems. Um, and then new person I won't tell. Another is uh, I think I'm going to have uh, Scar come back again. So Okay. That. The new person uh, you'll have to see. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. I like that. So you give a little bit, but tease a little bit. Yeah. So um, and we'll be promoting it throughout. But if you guys don't know, Hoodman Hijinks is where you can get, you know, the Hoodman's clip store. And he's got great content in there. And we'll, we'll be talking about the type of content he has as we get further along in the, in the interview. But um, I always love to ask people, you know, their origin story of like, what led them to get into this, to find this world, and then also to not just be a fan, but then to be a participant, whether that's as a session wrestler, a dom, people in the adult entertainment, and also the, the other talent, the people who are producers, directors, the other, you know, the, the extra talent in there. So I kind of want to ask you, how did you discover this world? Um, so, you know, we, we got to go back to American Gladiators, man. Oh, like, okay. That's, that's definitely where it starts. <laughs> Early 90s, American Gladiators, watching that show. So funny, because I watched it with my mom, who definitely is unaware of, like, how far <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, I'm watching these athletes beat each other in competition, but the women in particular are so muscular. And for me, I was like, it's some of the first muscles I've seen like that. And I was like, I'm young as hell. I was like five, six, seven, something like that. And I'm so amazed. And I was like, you know, people like are watching the competition period. I was like, I don't want to see the guys. Move on, move on. Right. The woman. I would, and for me, it was like, I wasn't of the sort where I'm like, hey, can the woman go against the men? It was more like, wow, these are very impressive women. I couldn't stop watching them. 
I always got to give full credit to Shuri Pendleton, Blaze, mm-hmm. uh, you know, black muscular woman, probably my first crush, even I would say, because she was just so talented and aggressive, like Powerball. I remember she was always hurting the contestants. Right. How intense she was, like with it, with, you know, Powerball, you try and put the ball in and people try and the gladiators would try and block and talk to you. And she was so intense. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. And then there was Sky, who was, you know, I have a big love for height too. Sky was billed as like, you know, 6'2, six, 6'3, six, and like also like really strong. And so I was like, one of my, I remember even saying it to my mom. I was like, yo, Sky's one of my favorites because she's, I didn't even say because she's tall. I was just like, oh, I like watching Sky. I mean, but you know, that's also when you have Ice, Zap, you know, Blaze, Nut, all of them. And I'm like, for all of them, I was like, yo, this is awesome. Like, I can watch yeah. it. So then I, you know, years later, um, on the early days of the internet, I mean, we're talking late 90s here, maybe early 2000s, sneaking on the internet, basically. <laughs> um, sneaking on to, like, search up stuff, because, you know, we only got one computer. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, can I look up the gladiators? Right? Like, can, can I, you know, look them up? Like, where are they? Like, they're amazing women. Oh, my God. And then that's when I start discovering, like, Glow. Right? Like, right. Ladies of wrestling from the 80s, and I discovered American Gladiators, and then I discovered some of these women do sessions. And I was like, what? I can meet, like, some of the most badass women I've ever seen, like, on anything? And so I went, you know, and it's so great because these pictures would take forever back in those internet days, you know, to load load up and stuff. All the websites, you know, like the Glow website would take forever to find stuff because it's so old school. Yeah. But... You know, that's where it started. And then me learning you can wrestle. And then I would say maybe late 2000s, with all my birthday money saved up from the year, I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to spend it on. I'm going to go have a session. And the first person at a session with, um, you mentioned her earlier in our pre-podcast talks, is uh, a lady. She moved from New York to San Diego just in time for media sessions. Got a Severa. Okay. Got, she's got the fitness. She's got the dom thing. She's six five. She's that got, was your first session with Goddess Severa. Still a good friend. One of my best friends in the session. Get out of town. Yes, because she had moved like literally when I got into it in like 2008. I want to say she had just moved from New York to San Diego, where I'm from. You know, she had, literally, and I was like, and my mind was like, because I've been thinking about um, seeing maybe Cassie because she was you know still early Cassie Cavanaugh. Right. And I was like, let me go see Goddess Severa because, well, she just got here. I was like, oh, my God, she fits everything, and she just got here. So I went and saw her, and I was like, it was like, let me try out a little bit of BDSM. Let me try out a little bit of this and that. And I was like, wow, I love all this. So, And Cassie was soon after. Cassie might have been right before, but it was more like, what is session wrestling in general? And I actually, like, put an effort against Cassie. Like, I actually wrestled. Mm-hmm. Like, wow this is so impressive and hot and exciting and cool and then Severa was amazing and I mean I just hung out with Severa even this summer in, when she visited New York we, we hung out we didn't wrestle we didn't video nothing we literally just hung out that's that's awesome you know she's a good friend we've I think she has some I think I have more videos with her than probably anyone else but um we uh, and then from there I you know just kept going I was like yo let's discover the BDSM scene let's discover this wrestling scene and you know, from there we go, but like late 2000s when I actually get started, but the inspiration was all American Gladiators. Yeah. Gladiators. No, um, 
That's interesting. That's funny because it's awesome, like, to hear, like, how it started with a couple, A, like, you know, it's really hard. I'm a big sports fan, and I kind of bring that into this sometimes. I think it's a positive, but I think, like, man, like, there's, like, the the Hall of Fame in all sports, and I'm like, there's a session wrestling Hall of Fame where he had to rank, like, you know, the top 25 session wrestlers of all time. It's hard because there's, like, different eras, just like in sports. Yeah. It's different eras, but we, we should do that. Get actually, get all the smoes. No, the- we're going to do that. Just trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm. That's going to be a special, special episode. I, we're, we're, we'll talk when we're done recording. We're going to do that. But it's like, yeah, I'm like Goddess Severa. Like who you for like at least for that era? She's like on the Mount Rushmore, and I'm like that's your first session, and I don't even know if you knew like. It's probably hard to know that in that real time that your first session is with an all-timer. Like, to me, I've sessioned first with Mutiny. And in my opinion, she she's like a an all-timer. Exactly. Big, big in the scene, big in the whole video scene as well. One of the first. And, like, I didn't, I didn't know that in the moment. It was just this is my first one, and she was my favorite. Like, you know. I, and she's coming to, to my city, so, like, okay. And then looking back, it was, like, for that first one, like, that's huge. So that's why when you say Severa's your first, I was like, that's huge, man. Like, that's right, a big right. one. I mean, I did my research before, but I also was, like, it was one of those where, like, yeah, this is someone I admired, period. And then I think it was just learning, like, oh, she's moving to San Diego? Like, you mean, <laughs> like I get to go, like, see her easily? Like, you know, so, right. It's mind blowing. Right. And, you know, this is when I was still living in San Diego and going to college in uh, LA and USC. And then, like, I was just like, wow. Like, so, you know, I would come home in college and be like, yo, let's go do this session wrestling. And then we started doing that's also, I mean, Severa is also who I started doing the videos with. Just like, try it. And I was like, let's try it out. You know, I got to wear my hood um, for identity's sake. But I was mm-hmm. like, Let's check it out. And I was like, this is kind of fun too. So Severa and I have tons of stuff. I mean, we have we have stuff on CDs. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, there's a that was a good one. And then, you know, since then, like a lot of especially some of the earlier people I saw, I have stuff with. Like Amber the Lugo was in the early years too. And like another good friend who like we've made a ton of content since too. You can find a there's a bunch of stuff that we have on her clips for sale, uh, for sure. So, yeah, it's just, like, fun how it was, like, you know, early on, I was, like, let me session with people. Then you come back, turn around with videos and be, like, let's record it. So, another thing that you said that I, I, and maybe people who have listened maybe probably can already tell, or maybe I might have said it, I can't even remember, but you talked about being, like, uh, amazed with, like, height and being uh, into height. And I've heard you talk on other things. And I know you're into height. And and I say that as someone, I smile because I'm into height. And I've met a few guys in my vanilla world who, like, kind of look at it. But people don't know to the level of the articles, to the level of questioning. Height is, like, it's a – I'm so fascinated by it. Just, like, the history – oh, like, the genes and, like, what constitutes someone's height and – what does height do just in our image? Like already, like, you know, whether someone's shorter or taller, like what people put on people, even without getting to know them because of their height. Um, 
what is like the perfect height. Like I, I will be honest with you and people listening. I think about like, if I could pick like my perfect height, what would it be like for me? And so like, I'm really obsessed with, so when you say that, I'm like, okay. And I want to know like, what do you think that is like for guys like us where like, we're really into people's heights. So for me, um, one, I'll tell you the perfect height for myself. Cause I wish I was shorter. But it's so funny, like really early, early on, I owned like what I was that I wasn't six feet. I was not too far, about five ten. Would take, I mean, would always be almost five eleven. And then recently, the doctor was like, "Oh, five ten. and I was like, "Wait, I'm shorter than I thought I was. This is fantastic." Wow! Like, in an ideal world, I I wish I was five six. I love you know, how dope that content would be. Like, I, it's kind of like I wish I still had like the success and progress in life that like is attributed to like. A height stereotype, right? Exactly. Are people more successful at the same time. Like, I think of how great that would be, like in videos and stuff, right? Like, if you're a five six guy and you're getting beat up by like woman near average height, right? Like, that's that's cooler. But for me, I think like ideal heights is you know, someone someone who's also dated a lot of tall women. I mean, my partner's six one. Okay. So, um, although ideal would probably be like more like. I want to say six four, because six three I've dated before and I did enjoy, of course. So th- this is your ideal height for your partner. You're saying, right, right now. Oh, right not for you. Oh, okay. Right, right. I would. I mean, for me, it's almost like the taller the better. Honestly, like who who is that 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 basketball lady who's Australian, uh, Elizabeth Cambridge. Cambridge. Yes, yes, yes. Well, She's like six eight, right? Yeah, six eight. Fashion six eight six nine actually even I think. And just like, but also not like skinny six nine like hey, exactly yeah, cool curvy like amazing lady. And I was like, yo, I- ideal like height woman going on there like that'd be perfection for me. Like for example, like six four is dope because when in my opinion, this is just me, right? So as someone who loves height, and you can probably relate to this, so women in six foot to six two six three range are tall women. And you feel it, but six four and higher, you know it. Like you know yeah. it like, out the gate. Like it's there's no question this person is taller than you. Like in every every way. There is no I mean six three you can kinda know that, but six one, six two, you kinda still can be eye level to someone a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like when you get like six four, it's like no, I'm like around your chin. Like <laughs> No, um, so all right, so there's two things I want to follow up with you on. So people listening, if just bear, but I think it's fascinating stuff. But but I tell people that all the time, and people are like, at first they go, "What?" But then I break it down, and I go, "Yeah." I go, "Look, if you're, and I'll keep it just to men, right? If you're six foot to six two, yes, technically there's a difference, like six two and six foot. But if you're a six foot guy, walk like I saw, spot a six foot guy, it's like a distance away." And then I spot a six two, a six foot guy, then a six two guy distance away. They don't look different from far away. Like once right. I get up close and I'm into height, I may be like, "Oh, okay, exactly. this guy's exactly. taller." But if I look at a six foot guy and a six three guy, there's a difference. Right. And people are like, "What?" But like six two isn't it? I go, "Yeah, I don't know how to explain it." But if a guy's six three and he goes out an inch to six two. He does that six two doesn't look much different than six foot, but six three to is different than a six foot six one guy. Right, and I'm like, exactly. and it's like the same with a, a woman. When I see women who are like five six five seven, 
there's a big difference when a woman's five nine. I can tell like the difference. I mean, you may think, oh, she's five seven though. Like, what's the difference? Two inches, but like those two inches matter. Like that matters. Like I don't, I don't date. I mean, I'm polyamorous, so I date more than one person. Well, not currently, but um, <laughs> I don't date below five nine because my mind won't let me. Kind of wow. Like it's like five eight, five eight is pushing it. Like we manageable because it doesn't take a big heel to get taller than me. Um, five nine and above, like is like where I'm happy, right? Like, and of course the taller, the better, but under five, nine, right? Like I don't like, yeah, I, it's not as attractive to me. Like I will wrestle people. I will get my ass kicked by these people, but it's like, will I willingly go all the time? Not as much because height matters. You can, you can relate to this. Cause it sounds like you understand my eye thing. Like someone was like, yo, how can you tell so much of this stuff? I'm like, yo, I, I think about it all the time, all the time. All the time. <laughs> I can, when he, I've um, gone to carnivals and there's like, guess the height, guess the weight. I can't guess people's weights for nothing. Right. Guessing height, I'm good at that. I can, I can nail a height. I nail a height easily. And people are like, how do you know? Like, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, you don't want to tell them if they don't get it. But I'm like, I think about it all the time. But now we're similar in the obsession. We're different in that I, I, I have, I'm open to dating anybody of a, a height, like, you know, like, but my thing is, and I kind of want to see what you, when I see a woman who is, so I'm, you say you're 5'10", I'm like 5'9 and a half barefoot, you know, right. so we're around the same height. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another quick sidebar. I'm I'm sure you're like that. When it comes to a half or like a three-fourths, I, I include that with people. Exactly. I say that. Exactly. I mean, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, was I 5'10 and a half? But like I look at the centimeter and be like, yep, okay, yep. like this many centimeters, right? Like stuff like that. And like you know, t- I mean, technically, what we're saying is basically a fetish, like a height mm-hmm. fetish. But it's but. like it's important because I mean, for me, I just tell people like straight up, like when it, when it's someone short, unless there's something else, right? Like if it is a short, muscular woman, if it is a short, older woman, because there's kind of a lot of categories where not the norm is usually what I'm attracted to, right? Like so. If that's going to like, there was someone I dated for a short time. She was like 50s, but she was like five feet, five one. But like, that was attractive to me. I'm like, you are an older lady who has experience, like knows what they're doing. And I am attracted to you. Like, it sounds like you're like, like, that's really like, Hoodman, that's really short for what you usually go for. But then people are like, oh, what does she have? Like, oh, she's older. It's like, oh, okay, okay. So, so yeah, think about it all the time because I, so I want to ask you because for me, and I, you know, I said this to Amazon Sapphire Stone, I, I believe. Um, and I think other people like on camera, on recording and off, you know, when I hear their battles and like a lot of them, you know, at least when we're talking, they've, they've not just made a career, they're more comfortable in their skin grown now, but growing up, they got, you know, teased and made to feel ostracized. And I tell them like, Hey, it's, it's messed up. And I'm sad to hear that for them. But I'm like, man, even like younger, but even now I fight it where it's the opposite. I think your height, like everything is gorgeous. I think because I'm shorter, why even try? Cause you're not going to look at me. Yeah, I'm like, the mindset's different. Yeah. I remember you listening to that and I found 
so I, I was like, someone was like, you like, I, I think I've got like this weird like Evan flow, right? Like there have been tall women, especially when I was younger, right? We're talking like, you know, college, high school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tall women who like definitely were not like about me, like as in like whatever, like, you know, you are not six feet plus. So no, right? Like it's the guy rule, right? Like that's our yes. height, for lack of a better term, our height discrimination for guys, right? Like, um, and you know, we, we all know we're not the most depressed people as guys, but like being under six feet as a guy is a big thing because like you were saying on the, your last podcast, right? Like woman five feet, five one being like, yep, you gotta be six feet. And you're like, yo, so you have a whole foot difference between this guy. Whereas in women who are like six one, where are like, yeah, I would like a tall guy where it like makes a lot more sense. Right. Like it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're six one. Yes. You want some, okay. Versus like you're five foot two. And like, I mean, my parents, parent example, my dad's six, three, my mom's five, two. Mm-hmm. Like there's a foot and an inch difference. I'm lucky. I got a bit of the taller side, but yeah, I was like, that's just crazy. Like, like, you know, versus like people like who my dad could have been with who are taller. Right. Like, so I, I agree. Whereas in, in the past, I'd be like, well, I didn't think you were interested. But I've been lucky enough to date a lot of women taller than me. I've been very lucky. Um, and part of it is because um, just, you know, being respectful in general of women. But two is just uh, them seeing, especially if they're the dominant woman or the ones into it, they're like, this guy really appreciates my height. Like, he's really about it. That is adorable. So sometimes that is a factor um, that comes into play, I think. Now, the dating pool probably for them, too. Do people, um, and I know some people are listening and be like, what? But I'm sorry. So I'll I'll wrap up height on this, but just like, (laughs) do people, um, have you dealt with comments from the outside? Either, I mean, that's not to be like stranger, it could be family, friends. Like, does that perception, like, do people put those stereotypes on you or give you looks? When you've dated taller women or when like younger, no. yeah especially when i especially when i was so young we're like yes because i've always been attracted to strong and tall women like me being one of the only people into like the tall woman a lot of guys were like what and then they all wanted this small blonde girl at the small middle school i went to um they wanted this small blonde girl and i'm like i'm not really seeing the attraction here whereas <laughs> I this tall brunette lady who was like maybe an inch shorter than me and i was like i think she's really attractive and the guys were like, well, I don't know, I don't know what you Why would you think that? Why would you want that? And I was like, I mean, her, right? She is pretty fantastic. Whereas in now, no one cares. I own it. I own it completely. I'm like, yup, this is me. And then the times when I've hung out with like Severa, right? Like, it's like, you know, Severa's about six inches taller than me. So it's like people, and people be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, but for me, it's like, it no longer becomes like, hey, you're so tall anymore. It's like, Yes, I'm with this tall woman and I love it and we're just hanging out. And it's it's I own it now. I own a lot of like things now, whether it's me getting my ass kicked, uh the domination submission part of it, like I'm I'm owning it a lot more. So I think I think that is just very different than the past where I might have been uncomfortable about it, whereas in now it's like tall woman I talk to like no, like I am interested, I will talk to you if you are tall. Right. Wonderful. Um, it's very different than when I was younger, though. Very different. No one cares anymore as much because I own it now. So that's good, and that's a good lesson to give. Like it is, a lot of times it is just in that confidence in you, and whether you don't even have to like say it, it's just that energy. 
I think people sense when, you know, those there's people who are rightfully, they don't care. Hey, love is love, and that's the way it should be. But then those who, like, want to maybe comment or stare or do something, but if you have that natural energy, if you don't care and what you say doesn't matter, like stranger, X, Y, Z, I think people feel that. I think people feel when, if you're shaky on it, if you're embarrassed, I feel people who want to comment sense that, and then they pounce on it. Right, right. No, that's a good point. Like, honestly, like, there was someone I know who I was talking to, this is ages ago, but it was someone I was talking to at first. Like, she was about 6'1", 6'2", and that was cool, and we were, like, we were talking and vibing, and it was cool to, like, get some conversations in. But um, she was saying she did date shorter guys, and the guy would hide her heels, though. Like, he was so conscious of it. Whereas in me, like, I'm like, yo, where are the heels? Like, right, right. I don't care that you're six, 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 seven in the heels. I don't, I do not care. Like, it's, it's very attractive to me, actually. So, and I think, I think one of the things I've also learned just from dating so many tall women is that the dating pool doesn't make, not all tall women, because some tall women, you know, they're very firm in that, like, I don't care that I'm six, five, this guy better be taller than me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But there are a lot of women I've noticed especially as they get older, who are way more like, I don't care what the height is. I mean, I even saw, heard some of this in your one with Amazon Sapphire Stone. They don't care as much of the height as long as you're like respectful because there's so many people that avoid them that they're just happy that, okay, this person does not care that I'm tall. Like versus like people who are taller than them, right? Like some guys like 6'4 is like, nope, I don't want this 6'2 woman. Mm-hmm. Which is just, you know, wild to me, right? Like, it's, but it blows my mind. Yo, it blows my mind. Come on, <laughs> that is now obviously there's not a machine or anything like I'll never know, but that's the one thing I know. Like I don't know how like because people have told me like, well, if you were six four instead of your height, like you're you'd be a totally different person and every, like personality, not just physically, but personality. I go really. And I'm like, I think I could still be me if I was tall. But then I'm like, I kind of see what they're saying. The one thing I know is my career might be the same. It might be different. I don't know. I would have way, if I'm 6'4", oh, man, if I see Amazon Sapphire Stone, if I see even Severa, who's 6'5", the confidence in me to go up to them and not say I'm like, oh, I'd have all the skills or that they would like me because it's more than just height. It's who you are. But then I wouldn't just put myself down because I don't do that. I'm not saying I'm this Mac or I'm so confident, all this stuff. But if someone is my height or shorter, I don't have like a, well, they're not going to even look at me kind of. I don't, that doesn't go. When a woman's taller, I go, man, she seems so cool. She's beautiful. You know, that's why I wanted to say to Sapphire Stone. It's like, man, you're beautiful. You seem cool. I would just not talk to you because I think you'd be like, oh, this short guy, get out of here. But if I was 6'4", I'd be like, hell yeah. Like You would be like, hello. Like, I want you to be no problem. And that's that's why, like, and and I see it frequently. You know, I I know you see this, too. It's like really tall guys with really short women. Like, I mean, I don't mean, like, I'm not talking like 5'6 or something. We're talking like, you know, like under 5'4 women with, like, 6'0 plus guys, you know. And you're just kind of like. If, if I had your height, man, <laughs> if I had your height. And, and the thing is, I do believe love is love and it's cool. So like, if that's who you were drawn to and it just like as the six, four guy, you're, 
you you wind up that's the best the person for you. She's five one, five two. I think it's awesome. I don't I don't look at it like what are you doing? It's just so many guys who are that height because I've been friends with so many guys that height, and they say that's like that is their preference. And I they will see like they'll be like, oh, this girl will be at the gym, and a woman who is five foot two, and it's their right everything physically like yeah she's perfect you'll have someone who knocks who hits all those same particulars they're five seven five eight oh yeah they do look good but too tall and I, that's what blah, blah, that preference where it's like <laughs> you're six four who cares she's five eight <laughs> like I, that's what blows my mind when it's like a, eh, 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 eh. like i'm like what like that's where i'm like you're crazy <laughs> Like I just go, I that's why I don't get it. Like if you find who you find, I think that's great. But if you people say I've had friends who say no, they were on dating websites and they they do it the opposite. They're six four and oh she's five eight five nine. Nope, skip. And I go, this is insane. I'm like I, that I don't I don't agree with or understand. But um, Me neither, man. <laughs> yeah, but so let me. So I know how you got into this. I know American Gladiators, and it's fun, you know, to hear the errors. So when you first started Discover, I know you you session with Severa. Who were those session wrestlers that stood out to you that you like, became fans of in the era that you started discovering this? So um, I, I got to bring up somebody because we're still like you know just just. As amusing, you know, we, we bring in our Amazonian and our muscle woman and strong woman, like, and it's Gabrielle Hames. Every okay. single time, like, forever. Like, and she literally, I think the year I started, like, what was it, 2008 or so? The year I started was, like, like when she was retired. Like, honestly, she had maybe a few months. She retired in, like, mid-2009, give or take, maybe 2010 at the latest, maybe. But, like, and it was, like, in Vegas, and I was, like, that was before I had the confidence to be like, hey, I would take that drive. Hey, I'll take that flight. Me now, right? Me now would have been like, yeah, right. I'll go to Vegas, no problem. Even in New York, I would be like, yeah, I'll go to Vegas, no problem to go see Gabby Hams. Or I'll fly her out. I don't, I'll make this happen, you know. But that is always the one who got away from me. And she was 6'2", six, six muscular and dominant. Like, I was like, you literally check every single box ever. Like, so... I think for her, that's the one that got away. But other popular ones were uh, Roxy Rain was really big when I was there. And like, and that one I kicked myself because I literally was about to see her, but I was being nice because she was, um, she had some car trouble and she had to like go fix it. And like, she could either go and get the rental for more days and come to San Diego just for me because she didn't have other sessions or she could stay in LA you know, maybe get another session there. And I told her not to worry about it, right? Like I told her, I was like, hey, don't come down for me. Don't worry. Never saw Roxy Rain, though. So it's like, Something. dang, you know. So Amber DeLuca was still pretty big then. Um, and I, I mean, I know Amber well now. So like, you know, she's still out on it. And but like, definitely know her. Uh, Cassie was like still mainly doing stuff. She doesn't really do anymore. But Cassie Cavanaugh was in. Yasmin, I had hmm. a chance. So, Again, going with like people who I could have met, <laughs> Yasmin, I went, I met her. We, I went to her house, but um, someone who had the keys to the truck was in the garage for like she would wrestle people, and she couldn't like get it out until the person came back. 
So wow. uh, and it was raining out. It was raining that day too. So we couldn't do an outside thing either. So she was like, yo, rain check, I'll give you a discount. I was never able to come back and do it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and like Yasmin would have been awesome. Yasmin was super popular then too. I remember you know. And so, so this this is something I want to also see and do is because I kind of, I, you know, I love, I, I would love to be able to like do multiple episodes and like, obviously I love talking to the current people in the business currently, but I kind of would love to like accumulate maybe like an oral history of like the session wrestling, mixed wrestling, kink wrestling industry. And like when it came up there, because it's fascinating a lot of these like, like I I have heard and I've seen clips. Some I haven't. Most I have though. But it's funny because like when I started getting into it, like I was just going on online and getting any clip I could get because I'm like the internet is opening up so much. So some I knew was current. Some I knew it was like oh, this is from like the late '80s or something, and it's oh, yeah. old school. But it's like for me seeing like. The current people were like Mutiny, Michaela, Amazon, Amanda, Jen Thomas. Then old school was like a Cassie Cavanaugh, seeing her, seeing, you know, Christy still in it, but seeing old school clips of Christy Etzel, Thea yeah. Bennington, and the old school one who I don't hear a lot about, but who really to this day I am like hooked on and I wish I could talk to her. I don't, and I want to see if you know Dodie Marie. Oh man, Dodie Marie, like, so amazing like but again like you said the internet those clips you realize those clips are from the early 90s and late 80s like right before i get into it right i get into it in the mid 2000s right and like so there's that set for me uh was uh gabrielle nickander is another one during that time right so like i get into it during that time in the 2000s when you have a couple people still around today but then you have a lot of people who are kind of you kind of have like the 20th century people are starting to trail off, right? Like they're ready mm-hmm. to retire. Anyone doing 90s stuff is starting to retire. And then some of the people we have now are just kind of getting started, right? Brandy May was just getting started during that time. Like, you know, so. And um, and, and you're right. And, and that's why I want to, because it all pays for guys like you and me, we had the internet. And as much as crazy as the internet can be, the, the negatives we do sometimes forget to say the positives in it too, which is like, right. I'm fascinated with like, if you look at people like, like Dodie and Thea Bennington, you know, Shannon Hall back in the eighties. I know Bill Wick was involved when all you had was VHSs and maybe yeah, some yeah, magazines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how did you get the word out? How did we, how did you be make that? Like make, we know now we understand a little bit more, a lot more how they make a living and how they can do all this. But how did you make a good living or did you not make a good, did you have to work part-time jobs with this? Like I'm fascinated by that, you know, like uh, from a dominatrix friend, you know, had been doing stuff since the eighties and she would tell me, and she's, you know, she recently got back into it, which is really cool. Um, She's doing stuff since like the eighties and early nineties. And she would tell me like, I used to get letters Right. And you're thinking like, yo, who sends letters now? Right. Unless it's like bill companies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But like she would used to get letters and she would return them with like her scented perfume. Right. She would put perfume in it and the note and write the letter back. 
and then people on the magazine could find like a PO box to go to or something. And I learned like, yo, there's old school and people mainly found magazines. They would call up on pay phones, call up on pay phones. And that would be also the assignment, right? Like call me when you get to the pay phone at such and such area. And then I'll tell you how to get to my apartment or I'll tell you how to get to my place. And it's, it's this fascinating like thing in time when like, yeah, session wrestling's always happening. It's just so cool to see like how different it was and who was the stars and like many attractive like women back then who you're like, wow, man, if I could have wrestled her at her prime, you know, that would have been so cool. But like, it's just really cool. And then Bill Wick, like me knowing San Diego, right? Like, cause when I get into it, San Diego is kind of like, I mean, it's, it's gone back to being pretty good again, but when I get into it, San Diego for the 2000s is kind of in a lull. Right. right? Severa coming back, definitely is coming, not back, but coming to it definitely helps but she's kind of like her and cassie are some of the only people there for like a good while until the mid 2010s but like 90s 80s bill wicks running game down there doing all kinds of wrestling and now so now i know and so twofold like a i know people get it but i just want to say like yeah like california is buzzing but san diego and la and you you can explain it better than me that's not like an hour. Like that, that's they're far apart. So it's not like, well, if you're in LA, I'll just drive to San Diego. Like no problem. Like, so like there's a difference if like the hub is San Diego or the hub is LA or the hub, hub is San Francisco. I'm just throwing out of town. Like that's not like that doesn't, it's easier than like Philly, but it's not like an easy trip for you. If like to go to LA, just like. If- I mean, no, with traffic, I mean, when I was still there, thankfully I, I could pull off a, driving pretty not crazy but you can kind of drive a little faster in california's freeways but i could make in the late 2000s like i could make it to san diego to la for like hour 45 minute drive wow okay right yeah i guarantee you probably couldn't do it now under two and a half no way like two hours two hours two hours 15 was the average drive for most people um, now I think it's almost three hours is the average almost now because of the traffic and people and whatnot. But yeah, so it's not common. But even like, I mean, you could get people who would even visit some of the beach cities like Orange County and stuff. Like I saw Fabi Antoine actually um, in Ventura, like a little offshoot between San Diego and LA. And I just drove up for the day, went, got demolished and came back. Fabi's definitely one of the top session people I've seen. But like, that was the thing. Like, you would drive in between, maybe, but you probably, if you were going to go to LA or San Diego, you probably want to stay there for a bit. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't. Yeah. Go, hey, I'm going there for the day and I'm turning around. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay a couple days. Stay for the so, so now I didn't know. I knew Bill Wick was, Bill Wick was out of San Diego. I knew he was California. Yeah. I just assumed LA, but he was, he was San Diego based. Yeah. Because Amber okay. with him for a little bit, apparently. Uh, I think that was on the good old W270, WB270, holding it down, man. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, the fun thing to do with WB270 um, is, you know, the Wayback Machine, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. is to look at that particular website, WB270, and look at, like, how it changes in the 90s, to, like, how it changes year to year with, like, who's wrestling and where they're wrestling, and then comebacks, you know, like, you see someone like in 2002 and then they come back in like 2008 and you're like, wow, like it's just fascinating in terms of internet history and mm-hmm. wrestling history to see like how that was. And, you know, Southern California had more in Bill Wick, like was there shooting. Um, and then I think 
Amber said one time when she was in San Diego for a little while, and this is so funny, she was in San Diego in the 2010s when I was no longer in California. And I was like, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. And, but she said she like got to wrestle with Bill Wick a lot, you know, so. No, and, and I let people know this. Uh, I just, I think it's good for fans. I you, you don't know how many people are in a community that talk about this. And some may be the way you and I have talked before we where for a long time, we were the only one. The conversations about this happened when I talked to a session wrestler during or after a session or before. Like, that's the only. So I say this because now getting to meet guys who are fans the, the past year, you know, year and a half, we talk about, like you said, Goddess Severa coming from New York to San Diego, someone who's that known, that popular, it is like a culture shift within the community. And some of us on the East Coast talk about what if Sheena came to Philly or Jersey or New York or what if Jen Thomas, I'm not trying to tell them to move, like, but like <laughs> what if, you know, what if Jen Thomas came here? It's a culture shift because that's such a big, you know, popular name who their base is here. So then people film, people are coming here to film with them, whether other producers, other session wrestlers, other like it, people gravitate. So that's why it's fascinating. But I'm glad you said like Severa going from New York to San Diego made your hometown, which was barren, kind of a popular hotbed for session wrestling. Right, right. And then especially now, even it's different. I mean, Vegas is rise. Yes. To see too, because on, I think, you know, and this is funny, you know, it rose when Olympia wasn't really happening for the woman, right? When there wasn't a Miss Olympia. That's when it came. And you have people moving there because it's cheaper than California. Desert, the weather is good. You can always film outside even, you know, if you want to. And then you start getting people. And then, like, the porn industry even moves a little bit to Vegas as well. Mm-hmm. Instead of being in LA, because the prices are just crazy, so they go there too, and then you start getting Vegas as this place. When like, if we're talking '90s, I think it's like New York for 2000s. I think it's Florida actually. There was a ton of Florida. Tampa was like hot as hell for like session wrestling in 2000s. Okay, okay. A ton of people were there. Whereas in 2010s, I think it swung back to California. You know, so. We'll I see what the we'll see what the twenty twenties can bring. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, I think it's Vegas for twenty twenties, maybe. Who knows? Uh, right <laughs> now, it's looking like that for sure. Because um, right. you're right, New York, and you know, on a past episode, I had VV Lane on, and oh, kind of yeah. indirectly was talking about this. Like, man, like when I got into it, even before my first set, but just fan, being a fan and looking it up, and it was like VV Lane and Doom Maidens was like a hotbed, and I'm like. Yo, you you're a trailblazer, not just you individually, but creating that clip store and creating that community in New York, that underground community. Like it was, you know, my own way to give props to her. But like, people need to look at that. Like these things, I know we think they just happen, and sometimes there's luck and timing. But a lot of times, these things don't happen. Like there, there's a buildup of it, and like New York being, like you said, a hotbed. A big part of that was Vivi and what her group were doing and like i got to know amazon annie and different people Mm -hmm. from vv lane and doom maidens yeah and you start getting you know different people coming in there to wrestle like you said different types of clips you can do different wrestlers you can meet different events you can get to you know right it it just changes it and like new york is new york still right like it it is still new york and people will always come here like that doesn't change but i i don't think it's like you know 
and especially you know in the world of domination like people always talk about like oh remember the 90s when we could have clubs all the time that have like kinky stuff or like you know like you even hear like that and it's like just like yeah someone had like who is it i think it was the name is dina zara you can find it on wb27 this this lady sounds amazing i've only seen like there's some old picture of her like where she's like six three and like 250 or something like huge amazing lady like but she would have like you know events and like wrestling people will come in i think even uh midnight from um wcw even wrestled there once mm. in her early years so you know you would have stuff like that in events but then you're like apparently that was like a weekly thing you know what i mean like it was like oh yeah and it's the middle of the week we want to go and wrestle or hey there's an event saturday every saturday we're having wrestling here i was like where is it now it's like Maybe once a month, maybe like we'll gather something. Maybe every other month we'll gather something. Hey, if you're lucky. Yeah. So it's it's definitely different, but I mean people still hold it down here, you know. That that's one nice thing on New York. Like I know I can still film and meet session wrestlers still in general in New York. Just by virtue of being in the city, people will come here because they get sessions here, because you know, the population is you know, so that happens, and I get to have some fun shoots, get to hang out with some wonderful women, and get my ass kicked. So, no, so I guess for me, I kind of want to ask because there's a there's a transition. You know, people have heard it. There's a transition from just being a fan and you know partaking in doing session, paying for a session, but then to get involved. And you know, like I said, even for me with doing this podcast, there was there was a transition to like, oh, you're now we're being more involved. So for you from being a fan to then being, you know, partaking in the sessions to then being a, a producer and wanting to be in videos and, you know, eventually starting Hoodman hijinks. Like, how did that transition come about for you? All right. So so it's funny because, you know, like we, we start sessioning and the advantage of being in L.A., film place you know still and so for my 21st birthday i filmed my first video um actually yeah that was my first video i did i think my first like session first wrestling one was severa my first video of any type dominatrix whatever was 21st birthday with the mistress terry in indiana and domina m who both still are active domina m is in paris living it up there and terry indiana is now uh yeah still in l.a um, but start there. And then I was like, oh, okay, like videos, this can work. We can do this. And then I started doing videos and then I start doing like with Severa with the wrestling videos. And then I start like, people start going, okay, Hoodman can take a lot domination wise. Hoodman can take a lot wrestling wise. And I start shifting from, I was like, okay, I like the domination stuff. It's intense. But like, how about I like be in videos with like wrestling ladies where like they can film with. So maybe like, mid 2010s i start like switching from just domination videos that i'm in to start switching to wrestling videos so i have a bunch with you know before she went back to i actually don't know where she lives now but uh, maria wattel you know um i have a bunch with her tall muscular lady awesome we, we shot some great stuff um and i shot stuff with her and then i shot a whole bunch with annie when i lived in atlanta for a year shot a ton of stuff with annie annie revecchio okay and, and she was, she's wonderful, wonderful person. Um, so we, we started shooting, you know, like it was still kinky, a lot of it, like, especially with those two people, um, they are still kinky people. 
And the stuff we did was kinky as well, but it was also with muscular women. So it's kind of like we started like transitioning. And for me, it was like going back to my roots, right? I started in session wrestling before I got into the domination submission stuff. So let's go back to that. And then people are like, yo, you do all this all the time. You do a lot. Why don't you just start making them? And it's so funny because back in LA, back as far as 2009, man, D-Rock, let me tell you, someone said, hey, do you want to make your clips for sale? Do you want to make clips for sale? Back mm-hmm. in 2009. And me, I was like, I'm not really worried about that. I was like, oh, I don't know. Someone's like, hey, man, I can tell you, you can set it up. You got the talent for it, you know, <laughs> da, da. And I was like, had I known what I know now, I would. you would have a lot more content of me. Okay. Um, because what happened was, and what's interesting is sometimes I'm like, I wonder who would let me like, you know, use their content on mine um, or like, you know, different angles or cut it differently or something. I think some women would, especially some of the retired ones, but some women probably would still be like, no. But, you know, had I known, definitely we probably would have done more trades back then. Um, stuff like that had different shoots. That would have been really cool. And what happened was I got into it and I was like, look, I've been a session wrestler for a long time. Like, not a session wrestler, but a session schmo for a long time. So let me start making stuff that I want to see, right? Like, I want to see this guy get demolished with boxing by this muscular woman. I want to see this guy get pegged, strap on by a muscular woman. Like, this is what I want to see. So then people are like, okay. And then so I start trading with some people. I start, like, Mm. doing paid shoots where, like, I'll pay them and then we'll do a shoot as well. And then maybe have the session wrestling or maybe we'll just shoot the whole time. And then I was like, this is cool. And then the reactions were like, people message me and like, Hey, that's really cool. Or they're like, Hey, I tricked it out. Or some people wanting custom sometimes. Um, so that's, that happens like not as frequently as I would think, but like definitely happens. Which reminds me, there's a guy who can probably want a custom with one of the people I shoot with, but it shifted to where like, I love like wrestling period, but I also like, Hey, I can like, you know, make a pathway, have fun. We can make cool stuff. We can try new things. Sometimes it's new stuff for the ladies too. And also like, you know, get them some fun stuff because it's got to a point where like you have some people who knew me from BDSM days coming in like, that's you and Hoodman. Like, so the women are popular in their own right, of course. But mm-hmm. there's a weird subset of people, maybe not weird, but there's a strange subset of people who are like, Is Hoodman in it? I'm gonna watch Hoodman stuff. And I was like, Okay. Okay. Like it, it, no, I, I, I don't. Me, cool. It's not strange because you do you do watch, well, I, you know, it's you or like Hans, Protein, CJ Film, Kane. Like, yeah, you want to see who they have on, but then you grow whether it's by oh, you just like the personality they give in the video, you like the style, like what they're doing in it, you like how they shoot it. You grow. I mean, it's no different. Let's, let's look at it. Like people who are film fans, they love a Scorsese, they love a Tarantino, they love a Alfred Hitchcock, and it's like some of those guys are maybe making or Spielberg. They're making a small, but they're not the stars. But they love the, you know, the what the director's doing. And even though you're in it, you kind of are the director slash producer, and it's very yeah, like. You like that. You like and it's it's similar, like I made I love Katarina, like the Domcat, her 
artistic mind and her oh, vision. Yeah, she's, she's a great lady. She's and she's friend. like the director as well, but I don't see her that way. I see her as like the the actress. So it's like, hey, like in movies, I love Denzel. I love Tom Hanks. Like I see the session wrestlers, even though they are directing and producing it too, I see them in that light where guys like you and Hans, you're in it, but I see y'all like directors. It, it is weird, but like, I, I, well, it makes sense why people are like, I like Hoodman. Right. That's fair enough, D-Rock. You make, you make sense of that because like, I think one thing too is kind of like, um, and I definitely need a new tripod. I, I should order one soon. <laughs> <laughs> I need one because in November I got shoots coming up. So, but the, what, one of the things I notice is that sometimes it's like angles and like whenever I have to shoot something for someone else, right? Like, um, I'm not saying I'm some pro or stuff, but the angles I go for are like, what would I as a schmo want to see, right? Like what angles do I want to see, right? So that comes in and like, yeah, you know, like we can only do so much with a tripod, but even still I'm like, hey, I want to shoot this because people are going to want to see this a lot. So make sure like, you know, I've had you, the newer people, the one, the ladies you know who have been in this forever, like know exactly what they're doing. They're amazing. They know how to point you to the camera and know how to move the camera even for you a bit. Um, the ones who are newer, though, you're like, okay, so you should say this, or maybe you should, like, get into this. And so it kind of helps because you're like, look, I was like, if I'm a random guy, that's what I want to see. And I know what I want to see is apparently, based on people watching my clips or people watching stuff that I also watch, like, this is what other people want to see. So we're going to hit this angle or we're going to do this thing because people want to see a close-up of your thighs squeezing my neck or something, you know, like, that's what people want to see. Or people want to see... Um, like, you know, her doing this amazing boxing to my face or something. You know, like, that's what people want to see. So it comes into play. There's a, a you know, it's funny because um, I, I interviewed, I've, she's awesome, like, and, you know, a friend, but I interviewed Carrie the Domcat. And I don't mean the ones that are up, like, the ones I got to, you know, speaking of, we talked before the, the show about editing. I talked to her, like, August, but, like, there's some internet stuff, so I have to like edit it, and I'm kind of I've just been backed up on it, but I want to put it up here. But we talked about uh, the videos. I think they were just very new at the time when that she did like three videos with you, and one of them being the whole um, God. I'm gonna butcher it. Jeez. The whole um, like the trap, like the the cat, like or the well, Python and prey. She thank was- you, thank you. Yeah, I'm butchering it. Forgive me. Dominina, for you know, uh, <laughs> forgive me. I'm, I, I, because I'd love it. I think that's a cool, inventive style. Yeah, that's her thing, actually. Yeah, and it's genius. I think it's really artistic and cool. And um, you both, it, it takes two to tango to make it work and look so great. And um, that's that's like the fun part to me of that is there's an artistic thing, and I wanted to see for you because doing a session. All that, all that matters is a does you you know everyone respecting people's boundaries, being safe. But it's kind of like, well, what do you like, and does that session wrestler offer it? Or if she doesn't know about it, will she do it? And that's all that matters. It's just you and that person. Now, when you're doing a clip, it's you and that person, but it's also an audience. And will people buy it? Will they like it? Do they want to see more of it? Do they not? So, for you, is there a different mindset from? Hey, just doing a session to I'm doing a clip 
like do you put on different hats or is it very like the same for you so there's a definitely always different hats and i say this to someone you know who's been in a lot of videos you know in the kink world for a long time is that because of the time frame the audience thing you're thinking about the camera a little bit not as much once you get used to it but you are thinking about it you're like oh this is a great angle or you're like oh this is going to do so well like especially when they know what to do too um the other thing is too is like you know these are like go all out for like 10 minute things right like or go all out for like five plus minutes give or take and the same thing with domination like it's like yo we're gonna beat your butt like really hard for these like six minutes or so and then stop and then it's like hey good we check on you but it's very different than like the session itself which is like a whole entire scenario because what i have done sometimes with people especially if i can bang out the clips easy because sometimes sometimes it takes a moment to get the clips with um some people but also like different things going on but the people who do the clips really fast we can get out like the two clips i usually do i usually have two clips i always get one boxing one wrestling or i do this i do one boxing one pegging if they're down for it if they're down for pegging especially if they're muscular it looks awesome mm -hmm. so we usually can get those two clips in maybe in like a 30 minute thing give or take and the other part we can do a session and there's such a shift because then it turns from like Hey, let's focus. Hey, let's film. Let's set up. Like, let's get this into like. You are now getting in the session. Like, I'm gonna just dominate you with my head scissors, and there's nothing you can do about it. Basically, like, you know, and it's a very different thing because you're not playing it up anymore. It's like the two of you having your own time, and I think that's just such a difference between the two. Is the same thing with, with BDSM. It's like a full session. Like, for example. Like, you know, I'm always helping clean up. I bounce back quickly from things. Full session, it's like, yo, you went for the session, and then you are going to go home, actually. You're not going to actually, like, do this whole thing and, like, move right. from one to another. So it is different hats because one is, in my opinion, more intimate, and the other is more for, like, either for profit or for, like, other people in a sense, right? Like, it's not necessarily always for you. Whereas in the session is for you. Like that is your intimate connection while the videos are for like other reasons. And I think, um, like I said, I'm still, we talked a little before here and people who have listened have heard me mention it. I, I don't know if I'm going to, I, I'm thinking about it. Like if I'm going to myself, maybe try to get into the clip game, just trying to see it out. But a lot of it is, because it's a good point. Like it, and you're right. Like this different a session is just so intimate and personal, and you love that part of it. Like that's what brought you into this. But then the other part to me, yeah, for profit. Be let's be real. But also, it's like if I can merge them, if it's more of looking at the creative part, and yeah. like you don't want to overthink. Some sometimes this all it is is it's a lift and carry. All it is is scissor hole. But if like the creative part kind of maybe can make it, it and it takes two to tango yeah. but like it, it's it's intimate in a different way if that makes right. sense I mean, it's, too. it's fun when right like you said definitely is different like it's fun when you the other person really knows what they're doing you you have a blast i have a, I have a total blast when people know and you get creative and like sometimes it's like guys like all i want like for a customer it's like all i want is like this for this long and you're like you literally just want this particular head scissor position for this long and then some people are like i want this 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 like very specific things and stuff 
it can be a lot. But the cool thing is when you have someone else who's really cool and good at what they're doing, um, you have this cool dance where it's like, it doesn't feel like work, right? It doesn't feel like it's just for the profit. It's creative. It's fun. It's entertaining. And for me, it's still different than your own personalized private session, but it is still like just a really good time. And so it's like, you know, Hey, this is amazing. Like, and then, you know, I'll play it up. I'll get into it. I'll be like, cause in a session wrestling, I like don't say as much, like I'm not a very talkative person in intimate scenarios, but for a video though, I, I you get to have fun and be silly. Like one of the most fun I had was with Severa. This is a hilarious video, man. I got to tell you this story. So we did one where she wanted more of a Lucha Libre style wrestling one. So okay. she's in this blue spandex one piece, not one, more like catsuit thing. And she has on this blue, purple, like, eye mask thing. And I go put on, like, a Rey Mysterio thing. And I got, like, these green tights and, like, like shirt, like, this tight black shirt. And I'm like, yo, I'm ready. And I think my name was El Matador. And I play up, like, a little bit of an accent. And, like, because I know conversational Spanish. Um, I speak it a little bit. And, like, sometimes she, like, she speaks French a little bit. So we have this whole funny, hilarious okay. like, video where, like, I'm just getting my ass kicked. And I was like, we, we make jokes sometimes to Farrah and I, like, will El Matador come back someday? Will he return to try <laughs> to take his throne? And, like, that that is just such a fun video. Like, it may not be necessarily, like, the hottest thing necessarily, like, all sensual and stuff, but it is a blast. It is one of the most fun I've ever had making a video because we played it up. We role played. We, we were so silly with it. And it was, it was so fun. Like, it's really fun when the other person is really good at what they're doing, too. Like you said, taking two to tango. That's awesome. Um, I guess for me, I'll, I'll go to this question. It's funny, like, and it just kind of hit me hearing you talk. And as someone who, like, feels like I'm not an expert, but I've been doing it for so long. I've been into this, so I know a lot about it. But hearing, like, when you say, like, a domination video, because I'll be honest, right? When I think of domination videos, I I think of, and it's maybe wrong or maybe simple, and correct me if, if it is wrong, tell me. I think of more, like, when I see, like, a mixed wrestling match, it's more like, all right, you put someone in hold. Say, I'll use you and, like, the Dom Cat an example. She puts you in a hold, you tap, she gets up, and then you go again. Domination to me is like she's like she's not letting up. Like she's putting you in a hold, and then like you tap, she may let out of that hold, but she's going to another hold or like another like if she's like twerk face sitting you. But like it's just like we're a relentless for however long the video is. Like that's kind of how I thought about domination. But then seeing your videos, they kind of have a different version of domination a little bit too. Right, so we got both. We got like the traditional BDSM stuff in there, and I have a couple of those in there, more traditional BDSM. Because I mean, that's it's it's very funny because I actually because I saw Severa early, like who is a session wrestler and a dominatrix. I was mm-hmm. lucky, like one started before the other. I'm like, no, they started actually pretty equally, and they went right, way, and now they've kind of combined again. Like right now, we're at like this cross section where like. I will do a domination video, but I will also do a session wrestling video. Like, you know, we'll do both. But, and uh, so for you, domination is like pegging. Yeah. It's right. It's more than one. It's multiple. So for me, I'll, I label like the wrestling part. If I'm doing that, 
I said it's more domination wrestling. Okay. Like I'll, I'll actually when I when I email or contact a session wrestler, that's what I'll say. I won't just say like let's wrestle, you know. I'll be like, can it be a dominant or domination wrestling? You know, like that's the type of wrestling I want. But then there's also like the BDSM domination. That's when you get into the like, for lack of a better term, the whips and chains part thing. You know, that's that side. BDSM is like that type of domination. The domination wrestling is totally physical. So I mean, I do both, um, but I think what I like even more is probably the main root thing that I like at the most is the domination wrestling. But I would, I mean, I would actually say the beatdowns are above it. Like beatdowns are. So for the people listening, like, so just because there's some who may not know or some, what, what, how, how are your beatdown videos? Uh, (laughs) The beatdown videos, sometimes they impress even the woman. (laughs) which is which, that's cool that's a cool little like badge of honor and thing but it's like and then i'll tell you too i was like certain people hit way harder than you think they'll hit and then also like goodness are these women strong like, yes much yeah. and again every time i don't know how my body can take it but i also love it like i it is exciting for me like it's to go in and like i come in like you know with some shorts or something and i have my little like boxing gloves or MMA or whichever she prefers. She wants boxing MMA. I got both. And then, so she'll come in and then I have my headgear and then they'll just go to town. They'll punch. Sometimes they'll kick even, throw some kicks in there even. And they'll go, they'll put me on the ground and then just punch me as well. It gets into like, the thing is, it's like, it's just like seven, eight minutes of just straight domination through a brutal beatdown in a sense. And there's a cool clip Mr. Treasure has where it's like, before I got better headgear and I was like, I got a nice, like, like bruise from that one, but I loved it. It was like, it's just intense. And some people are like, man, I couldn't do that. I'm like, look, I'll do it for you. That is, you know, because <laughs> I like, cause it's what I want to see actually. Like if someone else did it, I would go, as a matter of fact, there was a guy, what is it? MMA beatdown guy. I think clips were still, I think, that's I think yeah, I think you're, yeah. He's not as active anymore, but when he was, like, I, that was the stuff I loved. He straight up, I mean, he went no headgear, so that's it's a little too intense for me. But um, he would go in and the Malcar, and they would just wail on him. They would just like punch him everywhere and kick him. And I was like, that is what I want to see. This right here. This is my love. This is more than even the wrestling that I want to see. So that's what I try and make. And it's cool because you see really strong woman, muscle woman, get into that too. That one. That one's funny because that one, um, any of the women are down to box. Doesn't matter if they're Amazons. Doesn't matter if they're muscle. Doesn't matter if they're like just skilled wrestler. Like they're down to box and they're down to have a good time. And it's it's funny, like you know, if you want to talk about like who has like crazy strength and technique with boxing, there's a whole surprising knowledge on that too. I have now just from getting my ass kicked so many times. Mm. Okay. So, I guess also to kind of put a bow on the whole, on like the the directing, producing part of it, are there types of, you know, clips that you haven't tried that you want to like get into that you want to start trying to try? Because like it's a balance of you want to give the people what they like that are selling, but also this is why we like it. There's things that maybe you haven't seen or like you see and it inspires you or 
maybe when you're just sitting there chilling, like something pops into your mind and you're like, what if we do this? So are there types of clips that you haven't done yet that maybe you want to try in the, in the future? I think sometimes I get into the lift and carry thing sometimes, but I don't know. Cause there are people who specialize that more than me. My specialization is the beat down and the domination side of things. So and all of my muscle tightening thing. So now real quick, um, I guess to kind of just so I don't lose track of it in my own mind. So now for your lift, for two questions, for your lifting care, you mean like you're getting picked up or are you picking yeah. them up? Well, I'm getting picked up. Although this is this is funny. There are more than one video and one of them is with Severa where I am picking them up. <laughs> so that's the other funny thing about me where like, but it's not like a, hey, I'm the strong man. It's more like I'm going to ride you around right now. Or like, it's like go there. I am like, you are my throne. Right. I think. Which is just entertaining, like that that happens. So it's, it's very different. Where it's like, I, I don't know what the ratio of like how popular those things are in general, but I, I think that's that's a just funny like other aspect. Like I would, I would be interested. That could, that could be an avenue. I think the other thing I would want is more of like a just general personal thing. I would love, but because there's not that many of them, I would love to have more videos with um, black session wrestlers. Hmm. That would be like really as a black person that'd be great to have i do have a couple there's definitely a couple of my clips for sale there's definitely a couple but um i wish i could have more no you know we we're two we're two we're two black men on this on this show and that's something like to the diverse of how diverse it has become when you know i started sessioning and it's not like it's over 10 11 years ago Session wrestlers were shocked to see not only that I'm black, but I was also younger. They were like, we mostly get older white men. That is, but, I mean, especially with how, especially when I sounded then, like, I, I mean, I would say I sound a little bit different now, but like, especially back then. And then the way I spoke was very much like, and I am like, I have definitely heard this um, from at least one person, not, not even a session wrestler, actually someone in the Dom world, but she was like, oh, like, I'm actually surprised. Like I actually thought from the way you were speaking and not even just like a articulate thing, but literally like, because she always assumes she's going to get like white session guys. So she thought I was a white guy. And then it's like, Oh, cool. They actually get excited. Like you said, actually they're like, Oh, it's someone different, you know, than my mm-hmm. clientele. And well, like, like, I'm not as young anymore, but yeah, you're right. Like someone in their twenties going to go wrestle 40 plus, you know, muscle woman. That was, that was different for them. No, and it's cool. Like you, you want to see everybody, and I like as far as fans and producers. So getting to meet you and other guys this past year, you want to see all races, all you know, people getting involved in this because that's the beauty of it. It's like it's just different, and you feel we're all just one. And I, I'm liking that this way, and I'm liking seeing a more diverse. You know, the women are diverse. It's different. Like, it's it's a mix. Of, uh, it's really cool to see, and it's awesome. And I, we're going that way, and I hope we keep going. Then, like, it's not that long ago. Like, we're not talking, like, even, like, oh, the not which aren't that long ago anyway in the grand scheme of time. Like, the 90s or something. It's like, nah, like, 2012, I was getting those comments. People were like, oh, like, yeah, I'm surprised. Like, this, like you said, they, it was a good thing. It was like a – they were happy. It, weren't, they, it wasn't negative, but – I was like, well, I was so new. I go, what did you expect? Because I'm like, right, right. I just gave like my name and 
this is where I live and you're coming in the town. Can I meet you at this time? What kind of set? Like, there's nothing about that question. So that's why I was like, well, what did you expect? Like, there, there's no question like about ethnicity or anything. So I'm just like, what do you mean? Right, right. But it, it, it is good. Like, I mean, I think it's that, I mean, to be honest, that is a level of different comfort as well, honestly. Like, you know, the fact that like we can like have this comfortable conversation as a whole, you know, about our time in the session world as two black men and just, you know, enjoying that aspect because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know as many black men as into it, like versus others, like based on forums and different things like that. And it's nice to see more of us in there, more of us doing stuff. And then just also, just like you said, the diversity in general, like feels like, a bit more comfortable about things than it was before. Like maybe like we don't have the frequency of like events and stuff and like, you know, old school video stores like we used to, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't feel like you have to like be the only person talking to about it, you know? Absolutely. Like, now there's other people. And now I can like casually talk to like, you know, other guys, like not even just you, but other guys about like, Hey, are you going to see so-and-so? Like, hey, man, like, you know, someone will say something about, like, you know, a session wrestler who might have, like, you know, passed, and someone will come to me and be like, hey, did you know so-and-so passed away? I'm like, oh, man, sorry to hear, you know, like, and, like, it's not like, well, that person passed. Who am I going to talk to? Nobody. Right, right. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's a great point. Like, from whether it was the first episode I did of this show with Hans, and or to the the people, um, whether the session wrestlers or the doms or the adult entertainers or just fans, to talk about the highs, the great things that like the deep stuff, the positives. But nothing's ever perfect, and the the pros in this so 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 outweigh the cons. But I'd be lying if there weren't cons that were like, oh, that kind of that that bothered me. But being able to talk to someone about it and they get it and like, don't get me wrong, there I have I've been someone who's blessed as I got old now when I was younger it was different. I got older, I have vanilla friends who are empathetic and understanding, and it's not their world, but I can talk to them about that. Why right. I know there's people who have no one in the vanilla world they can talk to friend, family, whatever. So I am someone I look as a privilege and I'm blessed to have that. But it's still different with the understanding when if I talk to you or someone else who, man, this kind of thing messed it was kind of messed up. But I, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to react, but I feel like this was messed up what happened. And you're like, no, it is. Boom, 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 boom. And you can relate either it happened to you or you know, without me saying the words, you know how I'm feeling and why I'm confused. It's like a big difference even still. So it's like, it's just a huge thing to finally, you know, and I'm in my thirties to have a community because, you know, how frequently you do a session it is great. This is why I love doing this podcast. I was doing these conversations when I was sessioning. You know, a lot of times the session wrestler would be like, "I, you know, D Rock, I feel bad. Like we've been talking so much." And I go, "No, this is great. I, I'm, I'm not like you're not hustling me. I love doing. I can talk to about this with someone. Like this is great. Like I love it. So like right. you're, I want to do that. So it's cool to, but it was still different." Because they're on the other side of it, too. Right, right. I mean, that's a big aspect, like you said. Like, I mean, a lot of times, especially in my earlier days, before I got into producing, it would be, we do this session, and then some of the ones who were like, 
there'd be some, you know, you'd, you'd session and then you'd have to go, right? Because maybe the clients come, but then there'd be sometimes who like, you know, you might have a little bit of time and you just like you said, you talk about session times and you're like, wow, I'm just in awe of this amazing woman. And the only person who knows I'm in awe is the woman herself. And that is about it. And no one else knows versus now it's like, hey, have you seen so-and-so? Like the fact, you know, even before this and even during this, it's like, oh, so-and-so? Yeah, I know so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. And then me and then me also knowing, like, I also know someone else who knows that person. Like, yeah, I could talk to another guy or even woman, you know, about that person. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I shot with them. We're like, oh, I'm having a good time. We're hanging out. I'm like, oh, that'd be great. It's, it makes the community smaller and makes it feel like you're so you're not as out of place anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know that you are, you know, it's a popular, it's cool to say it now. Like before it was a negative. Now it's a bad job. You're, you're into the nerd fandom. Like I am. And I know you things that have changed over time, right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> right. Very, very, very good. Connect. That's very true. Um, uh, it's funny if you can see i'll show you after i have the the big bang theory that oral history book i'm almost done that but like even in there they're talking about like they saw the shift from when that show started in 2007 and then and the, i do think whether you like the show or not that was a big part of the change in how people saw i mean you got to give marvel movies as well oh definitely but, Iron but, Man started it off, you know. For yeah, sure. but like Big Bang is not as big as Marvel, like, but helped to change the perception of like quote unquote nerd culture, and it became cooler. So hearing them talk about that is like, yeah, in two thousand seven, yeah, nerd was still like a negative thing. But um, I say all this to be like, I know you're a comic book fan, and a, and you know Marvel, DC, all that stuff. I'm a comic book fan. I saw on one of your you know social media pages you were talking about the show She-Hulk. And I watched the whole series as well, but I wanted to ask you when I knew you were coming on, I went, I wanted to I and I we will talk about how you feel about the show, but it was a deeper thing when I and it kind of clicked. I was feeling this throughout. I've known it cuz I've been a fan of She-Hulk the comic since I can remember, but it was like People didn't quite, other guys didn't quite understand why she's like a B character, but like she's like my favorite, like my top two or three. But when you posted that you watched it and you were going to talk about it, I kind of wonder do other guys who are into session wrestling? Because I mean, if you're listening, there's an obvious connect of like why we love her. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. But I wonder is this a thing? Is it like, are there other guys who are into whether it's BDSM, session wrestling, you know, just being dominant? I don't know, but like, find She-Hulk, like as like their either secret favorite or outright favorite. Because I wonder if like if Marvel knows this, like, right? I mean, you know what I mean? That's, that's, I, that is a good point to wonder because what they did a lot for She-Hulk was play up. I mean, honestly, I think that was such a fun show. Like, I actually was like, this is one of the best um, Disney Plus shows they made. I know some people, and the show was very aware of the flat, you know, the, uh, what is it, the... uh, Fourth Wall? No, not the Fourth Wall. I want to say the... 
the repercussions or the blowback, the blowback, there you go. The blowback it would get from having her Jen be Jen and all the things in the show. And it's funny because the Jessica Gao is, and I learned this through a forum, is she's the writer for Rick and Morty for a lot of like really popular episodes. Like she wrote Pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. Just impressive. Like the woman, the woman knows what she's doing. Like, right. Like, and so with this, she was very aware that like, okay, we're going to make a very like pro feminist, like, she-Hulk, right? Like, she's going to be badass. The show's going to be feminist. We know exactly what pushback we're going to get. And it did. And it was, they were aware of it. The show even said it, right? Right. But this whole time, you finally have this muscular lady, tall and muscular, who, like, we all were excited for, you know, back reading comics. Like, hey, we're going to make this, like, lady, like, all the time. Like, we're going to have She-Hulk everywhere. And I was like, I mean, you're going to give me a show for one of my favorite comic book aesthetics for a character like this is amazing and like i was like literally i get to watch every episode a tall muscular woman right i was like on mainstream not not like i found the little i found glow old episodes i'm not doing my own session thing or finding a video on the internet no this is on disney this is mainstream she hulk tall exactly beating up people I was like, yo, amazing. And and the show is well-liked. So I was like, this is mainstream. And I, and for me, real quickly, I think where this connection comes in is, and, I'm, and I think there is some awareness, and I've just realized why. You think about, I think it was, I want to say 2021, is Lady Dimitres from Resident Evil 8, the really tall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Her popularity went off the charts, right? Like it exploded. I have a hilarious picture from Comic-Con with me with someone cosplaying as her and she was on like stilts. And okay. I was, like, you know, and I was like up to like, uh, you know, chest height pretty much. She was huge. It was hilarious how she played it up. But I'm thinking like, because of that, people were like, we didn't know she would take off. And Capcom was like, let's lean into it. Let's make like a cardboard cutout if you want. Let's tell her how tall she is actually. Let's have fun with it. And people... And, like, every time there's a post about Resident Evil 8, people get hyped for her. And I was like, okay, so you have mainstream people getting tall for a powerful, tall woman. So that is that is happening. It is a mainstream appeal. And now we have She-Hulk, a popular mainstream show with a powerful, tall, muscular woman. So for me, I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, y'all can understand a little bit. Of my thing, you know, of my but family. that's but I asked that because I know Marvel's under Disney and Disney is a big image thing and you know it's a big it's one of the, the huge companies in our world. But She Hulk always had a cult like following, but it's never like a huge thing. That's why, like to your point, I was surprised that they were doing the show because I didn't think they thought it would ha- be enough of an interest to create a TV series. Based on her, her appearing in other things, yes. Her being the main character, I I was gladly surprised. But I don't have the poll numbers, and I could be wrong. But just from seeing that and talking to you, you know, you were at Comic Con. I went to Exotica this past weekend, and I'm like, man, oh, if they, good, man. it I, was I, great. I wish I could have gone. It was great, and it, it, I wish, yeah. But like, I need to figure out rides. The problem is always getting to there. That's my issue. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if the if they embrace that, and you don't have to. I mean, we understand it, but you could do it in a way that can still can keep it P 
PG and if they're, you know, let's, we live in the real world. You worry about your Disney image. You don't have to go so deep into it, but just embrace it. Just if you have like an exhibit at a big like BDSM convention or at an exotica, like about like She-Hulk, like She-Hulk, like someone there, like you have like people cosplaying, like, I think I just feel I could be off. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The popularity would grow. Like, I don't know if they know that they, like, they potentially have, like, an audience who, like, really would love She-Hulk if you gave more content and just kind of embraced it. Like, she's this power, like, so many, both gen, men, women, wherever, however you identify, identify, and that's their picturesque woman. Right, right. And also, she's not, just like in our world, when you talk about Severa or these other ladies, not only do they are they tall, but they embrace it, they love it. And that's what made She Hulk cool was like you watch the cartoon on Disney Plus, you watch you read the, the the comic, she loves it. Like when she was Jen Walters and small like she kinda wasn't she was like, uh like she didn't she wasn't confident. But she becomes She Hulk and six seven and strong, the confidence is right. And she's like, Look at me, yeah, everyone's staring. I know you're staring. You should stare. I feel good. Like, I think that's, like, a great message. Slash, I don't think they have really tapped into it, Hood Man. If I'm wrong, let me know. Oh, no, you're not wrong. I mean, you're just giving me ideas. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, who who's going to start the fetish stuff with it? Who Who's going to do that? I mean, I know the most I've seen is before the show was even coming out was, uh, was it uh, Isabella Terrell would do the She-Hulk cosplay. I think you can find I think it's. Isabella, Isabella Terrell, I want to say. We would have like the She-Hulk cosplay and she's muscular and she'd get herself all painted green and have a blast with it and have fun with it. But like you said, I was like, I was like, yo, who's going to do fetish? Because literally, we know, and for me, right, like when the show first came, I was like, I don't know why y'all didn't just get a muscular woman who can act for like some of the stand-ins. Although the fun thing is, like, one of the stand-ins is actually a uh, very tall woman. Like, she's like... Um, oh, really? Yeah, she's one of the people for the stand-ins for, like... She's, like, not a stunt double. She's more of, like, you know, for props, for clothing, mm-hmm. for things like that. She's there, and she's, like, six six. Like, she's really tall. Oh, awesome. So, like, that's a cool thing there. But like you said, like, and her being powerful, I was like, yo, we got, we got a woman... Who's it? Jade Cargill. I'm sure you know of her, Jade Cargill, the wrestler lady. Mm-hmm. She, she dressed up as She-Hulk because, you know, she loves the cosplay. She did Storm. She did She-Hulk. She had a blast. Her She-Hulk thing was popular as hell. People were like, oh, I love that. Like, oh, the She-Hulk, like, for Jade, because Jade is another person, right? Like, perfect for She-Hulk because she owns that she's muscular and powerful. Jade is like, yeah, I'm going to own it. And I think about, like, right when we're talking about popularity, like, look at yeah, look at Jade's popularity. There are multiple guys saying, like, step on me, Jade. Like, that is a sign at a wrestling thing from an average fan. There are women I know who say, step on me, Jade. And for me, you know, as a session, I know you're sure with this, too. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, welcome to what I've been loving for so long. Right, time. right. And finally, y'all are here with me, right? You're not worried about, is this a very tiny, skinny, blonde woman or person? You are now like this is a tall, muscular, powerful woman, and you are with me on that journey. 
Oh yeah, because also like I know the, the lead actress and you know there's the transformation thing and she has to be Jen, but you know it could be also in the future like you don't have to CGI it or you you know you can just have you know, imagine if like all right I forget the actress's name when she's Jen Walters, but then thank you and then like what if like when she transformed you had like under Severa was like right. her you know what I mean like. In the future, that'd be cool to see. But I just maybe maybe that's our our homework assignment for our, ourselves. We we write to Jessica Gao. I'm a fan of her work too. But being right. like, hey, we respect what you've done. We respect your work. Respect you. We respect that. Obviously, like this should be inspiring for women. And number one, but like number two, with men and women, there's this thing that I don't think you've tapped into. I'm not saying they're going to be the next like She Hulk would be Iron Man or captain america or thor popularity but i really feel like she hulk's popularity is not as strong as it could be and i think a big reason they haven't tapped into this world yeah and it's there. i'm gonna go out and say it yeah you're right because it's there because the show did well the show is to the point where like multiple people i know average average person because we're going to the average was like did you watch she hulk where it turned from like, hey, I'm watching something like Moon Knight was specific, right? There are people who liked it, but Moon Knight was pretty specific, I felt like. I was like, mm-hmm. some of y'all don't know Moon Knight. Some of y'all watching it just because it's Marvel. And some of you watching it because you know who Moon Knight is. She-Hulk, right. this thing where it's like, no, man, you need to see She-Hulk because you're a person who watches TV. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a good show. Right. And like, you never know what cameo you're going to get. She-Hulk just had a blast. And because of that, I'm like, you have a person who, like, if I drop this person into other Marvel things or other things, people are going to be excited. And you have this person who can show up in other things because she's fourth dimension breaking, right? And you can mm-hmm. do what you want in that regard. I was like, you you guys could actually have a field day. Like, someone even joked, like, yo, put She-Hulk in Deadpool, bro. Like, stuff like that, you know? Like, just, like, on it. And I'm like, yo, and then get the people popular like all the people we know playing it up just imagine we can we can even start in the comic books right imagine if you start seeing issues whether it's a wink wink if you want to let's be real disney just or not marvel wants to try it out but like you just see a lot more of like the pages of she's actually like lifting and carrying a guy and throwing them or wink wink we get even bigger where it's like that's that's like her job on the side like she she just picks up guys for fun and like it gets thrown in there and you don't have to even explain it but it's just that's what she does guys want to pay to be lifted up by her doesn't have to be anything like you don't have to just lift and carry even yeah how i guarantee you people in our community would drive to that and people and even like if they don't share the exact same kink and fetish but like just like dominant women would go to that and you get more people into it because you're wink winking at it like but not right. really it's still there putting it out there like we know she's dominant and she already has like been a dominatrix these past like 40 years in her own way right 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 like so embrace it more I agree they they definitely should man they definitely should we're writing Jessica Gal we when we get off here we got two things we're we're going to Get put together the show for uh, 
our our Hall of Fame session wrestler, for age, like for each era, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know our our goat, our Mount Rushmores, and we're also writing Jessica Gow and Marvel about. Um, do y'all know about session wrestling? Do y'all know about this bro? Like right. some BDSM, and you have you have gold here that you haven't tapped into. I don't think they do. So we're gonna. That's our homework, man. I agree. Because that's some of the stuff I uh, definitely fought for when I was writing my books. Sometimes like, I came close to making some of that. Right, <laughs> and you're you're a, you're a, you're an artist. You're you know, I think um, it's art what you do on on camera as right. you know with Hoodman, but you're also an, an artist too. So you understand this world even better than I do. I mean, well, the artist I have, like, he's a pretty famous guy now. He does, he works for DC now. I don't know. I picked the right artist for my book cover. Somehow, some way, the guy works for DC. He does Poison Ivy comics. Oh, stuff. cool, cool. Like, how did I pick someone who was going to be famous? I guess I just lucked out. But, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're books. But, like, I think some of my friends have inspired me that next year it might be cool to turn, maybe not one of the books, at least one of the stories of the books into a comic book. Because all my women are mainly cyberpunk, Afrofuturistic sci-fi in my book. Surge series, so speaking of alliteration again, right? Yeah. Um, they're all powerful women. Though. Someone's like, wait, I noticed, Mike, that all these women are really tall, powerful black women. And I was like, it, it's me. Like, what were you expecting? I get to write my own story and world? Like, what? who are all the characters going to be? Let's be real. I, I realized partway through, through one of them, I was like, I should probably write a guy in here somewhere. Like, I <laughs> like, actually allude to that. But I was like, I was like, yo, like, I was like, what's the average height of the people? So I was like, oh, I was like, the average height of my characters is 6'1". All the women are tall. Like, That's really? great. I like that. That's my book. It's, you know, so, but it's a fun one. The sci-fi is interesting and it's entertaining stuff. So, and I like cyberpunk. So that's really my thing. But I was, but I have like these fight sequences in it, right? Like where it's like, and I'll tell you, I was, I'll be like, yo, the woman, like, you know, she had to flex her like arm to get out of the way. She had to stop the kick. It's like full on martial art, like woman fighting, like martial arts with like strength. When I'm like thinking now with She-Hulk, I'm like, you know, hey, it's kind of like, there we go. She-Hulk versus Titania. That's what I have going on in my books right there. Like, there yeah, a powerful tall woman fighting. So yeah, so I could keep talking to you all night on here, yeah, but sure. all that means to me is it's a great convo, and I definitely know you know. Long as you want to, you're coming back because we we <laughs> we have some ideas for some some future episodes coming from this. But um, everyone, please follow on Twitter. Hood, you know. Uh, Give me your Twitter handle again. Okay, my Twitter handle is a little weird. I mean, you'll find me if you literally just look up the only Hoodman. There you it's go. Hood, it's Hoodman the. It's the actual at Twitter. Right. But the only Hoodman is how you will find me for sure. And my books are all on Amazon, Surge series. You can find those. If you look for cyberpunk, Afrofuturistic. And then for the clips for sale, it's Hoodman's hijinks. So Correct. Have fun with that. Watch the beatdowns. Watch the wrestling. Watch yeah. the tall women. I have a lot. I have a. I almost want to figure out a way for you to even interview her. I have a six four, like tall black woman actually, who I did like a small, pegging thing with. I got to see her again because um, I look small in it. It's one of the first times where like, I look small in the clip. Like I visibly look like a small person. Like, no, um, because of how tall. 
and powerful she is. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I would love to interview her, like for sure. So if you, yeah, if she's down to come on. Let me when we hop off, like we well, could talk about that too. And and I would love to talk to to her because, um, yeah, it, it's it, interesting people, interesting, you know, and people hear it like height is something that is fascinating, but also how we can turn that thing that's it's never a negative it's always a positive it's who you are but but people like turning into like hey like i'm a glamazon i'm a dom like flipping it upside down i'm she hulk like it's it's always cool to hear those stories and i think of people who whether it's hype or whatever they're you know growing up or even as an adult they're uncomfortable with how they look or how they feel and it's like no you don't have to feel that way you know uh, you're you're great. You're special. You're beautiful the way you are. So it, it's always good to put that message out for myself. I I love hearing it because I need to hear it too a lot of times. So um, it's always good to do that. So I love to talk with her. So please, everyone, you heard the handles follow because he does great work, and I love promoting people who do awesome work because like what these people in session wrestling dom whatever they're doing it's it's really cool and it's it's special and it's not easy it takes effort it takes time it takes so like give credit where it's due so i love to do that so for the hood man i'm d rock thank you guys for listening to after hour sessions take care